Welcome to Food Ed, the podcast that explores the vital role food plays in the classroom. Join us as we dive into the latest research, share best practices, and hear from experts in the field. Let's work together to create a school environment where every student can thrive. Let's become food educated together. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Food Ed Podcast. My name is Svetlana Elgard, and I'll be your host for today. Super excited to introduce you all to Jenna Frank, who is with the Golden Bridges School. Hi, Jenna. Nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you as well. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Uh, we're so excited to talk to you. Super excited. So um, just to say hello to all of our audience, please give them... A short intro on yourself, your favorite food, and just any facts that you want us to know about you. Sure. So my name is Jenna Frank. I grew up on the East Coast in Massachusetts in a suburb. I was pretty disconnected to my food growing up. I really didn't know where it came from. And I had this incredible experience in college Um learning actually where food comes from and having the chance to do some farming and study environmental education. And it was really empowering for myself. And um, it inspired me to want to connect other people, other children to to food in the natural world. Um, And I live in Half Moon Bay, California. I work in San Francisco at Golden Bridges School. I have the honor of serving as the land steward um, on our urban farm, our urban educational farm. Um, And I've been working with the land there and working with the children um, for six years. I'm entering my seventh year. And I think you asked what my favorite food was. Yes, I'd like to know. (laughs) My favorite food might be a little bit surprising is nachos, fancy nachos. Mmm, love nachos too. I I love that. That's wonderful. So tell us a little bit now about your school, um, your students and and Golden Bridge in general. And also, I don't think that most of the people listening know what a land steward is. So I think that would be a great explanation. Educate us on that a little bit because I haven't come across a land steward in a school setting yet, so I'm, I'm super excited to hear myself. Sure. So Golden Bridges School is an independent school, um, so a private school um, located in San Francisco um, on unceded Ramatush Ohlone land. And we are a pretty young school. We're entering our 11th year. Um, and we focus on holistic education. Um, so really hoping to foster the whole child. So, um, cognitive, cognitively, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, really fostering children to become who they were meant to be and to develop the gifts that they were meant to share with the world. Um, and a big piece of that for us is outdoor education. So our students spend a lot of time outdoors. They hike in McLaren Forest every week, and they spend a full day at our urban farm in the city. You know what? I want to go to the school. That is super excited. Okay, excellent. So 
Uh, is it K through eight? What's the grade level? We there? are a preschool through eighth grade school, and we just graduated our first class last spring. Okay, PK through eight, got you. Okay, well, I guess I guess the next question is, how does what do you guys do for health and wellness? Is not a good question here. You guys are all about that, which is which is amazing. That is, I think that this piece that you just described is the piece that is missing in all of our schools because I think that it's super important for our kids to know where the food comes from, to see it, to touch it, to feel it. Um, talk to me, talk to us a little bit about what you guys are doing with the food. Do you guys have uh, education around health and wellness, courses, classes? What? So what, once you guys are uh, hiking and growing your food, what are some of the things that you guys are currently doing as a school to get your kids educated? Are you guys cooking? Do you guys have classes that are just for that, like nutrition and wellness classes? Talk to me how you guys are using what you guys are doing into this, how you guys are integrating that into the school. Sure. So we have the privilege of having access to an urban farm in the city. So we are working on a three quarter acre piece of land, which is really just gigantic in a city. Um, and the children spend a full day there every week. Um, and they participate in farming classes. Um, so that might look like classes. tending the land one week, the next week we might be harvesting and cooking. Um, they mm. also kind of just have wellness built into their daily rhythm on the land. So aside from our farming class, um, for example, preschool and kindergarten, every week with their teachers, they're harvesting from the land and cooking a soup in the kitchen in our outdoor kitchen, or maybe they're cooking some pizza in our um, cob oven. So it's really just built into the curriculum. Um, it's not necessarily a separate piece. Okay, built into the curriculum. That's that's very good, very good. And what 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 are your thoughts, um, or what difference do you see with um, this kind of approach versus just uh, the core subjects and, you know, that being put on the, I almost want to say back burner, but not, not, you know, not to sound, not to sound like it's not important, uh, you know, to schools, but this, the, so the health, wellness, and nutrition is not that present in the schools at the moment. So I feel like here, um, it's present throughout your days and your curriculums and it's built around that. What do you think, um, does it make a difference? What, what are your thoughts on how the kids are and what difference do you see uh, in them with having this approach? What, you know, what can you tell me about your observation on that? Sure. Well, one thing that I can say is um, giving children a lot of access to the outdoors um, really just nourishes every part of their body and soul. 
And when they're able to regulate their body and soul a little more from being outside, um, they're much better set up to learn those core subjects. So a child that maybe has a really hard time sitting down and studying math, if they've just gone on a big hike through the forest and just been totally immersed in the natural world, they're going to have a lot, a lot of an easier time in the classroom. So it's not really one or the other. I think the two really work in tandem. This episode is brought to you by Rainbow Chefs Academy. Rainbow Chefs Academy provides turnkey nutrition and wellness training for schools, home-based and after-school programs. For more information, please check the link in the show notes or visit rainbowchefsacademy.com. And now, back to the show. Combination. Okay, it's a, it's it's almost like a combination. Um, um, are you aware of the rising numbers in childhood obesity and diabetes in the United States in the past fifteen to twenty years? Yes, it's pretty alarming. Me too. I've been alarmed for a while now. <laughs> uh, what do you think, just your opinion, and there is definitely not in right and wrong, and I ask this of everybody because I'm really interested to see how people view it, especially educators and people that work with kids. What do you think is the best approach? If you could say that we can offset diabetes and obesity, what do you think is the best approach that would be accepted by the kids, uh, that would be easily accepted by the educators. What do you think that we as a society need to do or can do to help our children lead a healthier lifestyle and become healthy again? What, what are your thoughts on this subject? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I mean, one piece for me personally, and one of my hopes of working with children in this way is just to help them develop a healthy and positive relationship with food without judgment. I don't think we're going to get anywhere by shaming children or adults related to obesity, but how can we take a step back and just have food connect us to each other, connect us to ourselves and connect us to the natural world. Um, so just starting at an early age, um, it, giving children time in a garden, exposing them to where their food comes from and having them be able to have that innate sense that they are part of um, the food web really and just the web of life. Um, and then as they get older, empowering them to take an active role in the foods that they choose for themselves, how they prepare those foods, um, and then even older, kind of understanding a bit more about um, nutrients that our bodies need. But really, in an early age, it's just about exposure and um, access. Um, and I think... Unfortunately, foods in public schools um, and many schools are often highly processed um, and not necessarily the best choices for most of our bodies. Um, and that's more of a systemic, a systemic issue yes. that we need to address as yes. a country. Um, we're not yes. feeding our children what they need to thrive. And I think that is um, 
honestly inhumane. Well, I, I'm going to stand with you on this conversation here. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I think the key that you pointed out is that we need to start the process of food education in whatever capacity, uh, whether it's, it's home, it has to be home, it has to be school. And I think that if you can educate every child, every person on food and eating whole foods and understanding the difference on not even healthy eating, but what it really means to feed your body, to nourish your body, then, then your child can make those choices themselves, but at least they're educated enough where they can make those choices. I almost feel like now there's no choices to make because they don't know any better. So they're just kind of floating along. So I think that from an early age, food education and um, being exposed to real food, to farm where the food comes from, I, I stand with you. I think that will be a big factor. And the difference in eating whole foods versus processed foods, and like you said, I think that that is a problem of our country as a system. Uh, because until you start reading the labels and really pay attention, you're not even aware of the things that you're eating. So that goes into such a bigger Bigger problem, right? It really does. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think that what you're doing in your school with a farm is the closest to the children's palate as far as heart and head. And it resonated with me when you said that, you know, after they go outside, they can even do the core subjects better and they're in a better mood. And so I I agree with you. I think that's, that's one way to... Uh, Probably education, I almost feel like it's almost the only way to really solve it systematically because if, if this would be sprinkled into our school for 12 years that our kids are in school every year, I think we'd have some outcomes, you know, that we can look at and say, okay, here is this education. Um, so I, I, I love that. And so you guys have a, a kitchen uh, in the school and the kids are often in the kitchen cooking together with you all? Yes, I would say that is a favorite activity of the children. <laughs> okay. And uh, do you find, is that during school or after school that they're cooking? It or is, in between? It's during school. During school. Okay. All right. And so they're, they're cooking and they're eating the food and they're actually, so it's like food, farm-to-table kind of a approach, right? They're picking up their food, then you bring it in the kitchen and they're eating. Okay, and uh, you said it's a favorite activity. And so they really enjoy that time and they're learning all kinds of skills, life skills, kitchen, safety skills, cooking, food, all kinds of stuff. Okay, and that's carried throughout the entire process that in the school, yes? Exactly, That they're in yes. the school, okay. Um, wh what are your thoughts on how can... Um, our community get involved in helping our kids uh, lead healthier lifestyles. So we, we talked about a little bit about schools, 
Um, what do you think that we can do uh, as parents and as a community um, to strengthen um, how our kids are approaching their their food um, and how we can kind of all get on the train of wellness and nutrition so these kids are growing up healthfully. What do you have thoughts on that? Well, I think that food is something that has connected us as humans since as long as humans yes. have been around. So yes. any way we can come together and connect or reconnect with each other um, around food, I think is beneficial for so many reasons. Something we do on our school farm is we have community work days where um, our school community caregivers um, and sometimes, you know, neighbors, people who don't go to our school as well, will come and everyone will get their hands in the soil together. And then often we'll, we'll share a potluck after. So people are able to bring foods that maybe nourish their families and um, maybe are from their cultures as well. And we're all able to share in this food together. So I think any opportunities to come together as a community around food um, and in an outdoor setting will just help the children have this innate sense of like, oh, this is what we do as humans. We nourish each other. Our communities come together and we, we create a life, a very nourishing life for, for our communities. Yeah, I think that that's, I love the potluck and I like the, that anybody can kind of join and do this kind of stuff with you. I think it would be great if every school had the ability to have a farm. And when I say a farm, it does, I mean, it's, you know, a, a garden, let's just say not even a farm, just a garden where the kids can come outside and look at the garden and see what grows there. Look at the seasonality of food, you know, so I think that would be such a such a great step uh, for for our children. Um, and I'm, I actually, um, Jenna, I'm so thrilled to to find that there is a school <laughs> that that has all of that. And it's through the year and uh, that you guys are working with the kids that way. So um I I would love um, I would love to thank you for your time and all the information that we received today. I think it's probably gonna put a lot of different thoughts in people that are listening to see how you could really bring this together in the school setting and be successful doing that. I think um, that was very. Um, uh, beautiful the way that you explain it and that you guys are working through it in so many aspects where kids are kind of growing up with this in in their daily routine. I think that's super important. Um, I would um, I would love to send you a, a backpack um, as a thank you on being on the podcast. And I would love to keep in touch to see how we can grow our community for you guys to also become partners in health with Rainbow Chefs Academy in promoting healthy education, 
food ed, ed food education and healthy living to our kids in our community. So I really thank you. And I will be reaching out to you guys again to see how things are going along and sending you a backpack. And um, thank you again for being such an amazing um, and charismatic educator. So thank you so much being on the Food Ed Podcast. I think today was beautiful and uh, very, very uh, enlightening for many. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube. Let's work together to create a school environment where every student can thrive while becoming food educated together. We will see you next week on Food Ed.